0: Welcome back to the Liz Show. Today we're going to jump right into the series because we're continuing with the series of the holy characteristics that you're going to need to start intentionally adding to your walk with Christ. This is your responsibility, right? This is what you need to do to grow your faith. Most of your faith will be grown through God. However, you have your areas that you need to be diligent with. And this is what we are talking about today on The Liz Show. Welcome back. We are continuing with the following verse from 2 Peter 1.5. It reads... In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge. Last week's episode focused on the first half of verse 5. Today, we're examining the last clause, which is, "...and moral excellence with knowledge." So, remember last week we talked about how you need to add moral excellence or virtue to your faith. Now we're talking about adding moral excellence or virtue with knowledge. What does this mean? And that is a great question. We are going to unpack that today. Again, we're continuing with our faith series and we are taking a deep dive into the seven characteristics we need to be diligent with to grow our faith. Remember, God plants the seed and does most of the growing, but we have our part, which is what we're discussing. The characteristics to add to your faith is what we are really taking a close, granular look at. First, here's a quick recap to making your faith grow. Faith must be more than belief in certain facts. It must result in action, as James says in James 2.26, and I'm going to read it verbatim. The body is dead when there is no spirit in it. It is the same with faith. Faith is dead when nothing is done. Ultimately, faith without works is dead. We have to put our faith to work. As you listen to this series on the seven characteristics, I really want you to pay attention to where you're being passive with your faith, where you're not implementing any action any faith action, any faith movement into what God is asking you to do. And if you're a babe in Christ, I know this can be a little bit more nerve-wracking and a little bit more like, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing. Well, faith is a lot of guessing it's going to feel like at first. So this is where you really have to grow your ability to let go of doing things right and opening yourself up to allowing God to lead you. He will lead you. But As you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have to understand you become a new creation. And when you become a new creation, your old self is dead. And so there's a lot of default thinking, behaviors, and reality that you're going to have to walk out of. And it takes time. It's going to take a lifetime, to be honest. But you have to remember you're no longer your old self. You're your new self, your new creation in Christ. And you're going to have to learn how to be that new creation. Now, maybe you're like, well, how do I know if I'm correctly putting my faith to work? Fair question, right? Well, your Christian character will grow. You will naturally start to mirror the mind and attitude of Christ. And it happens overnight and it doesn't happen overnight. It's kind of the and or situation. One day you are going to wake up and you're going to be like, holy crap, I am such a different and better person. And it happens organically. And be mindful, because the fear, stress, worry that you might be fighting on a daily basis isn't coming from God. It's coming from Satan. That's Satan's character. Satan's character is fear and anger, unrighteous anger, that is, and uh, worry and anxiety and stress and all the things that really steal from your quality quality of life. Now, the other thing is your moral discipline will grow. And if it's not growing, then you risk your faith dying away. And I don't know about you, but I personally don't want my faith to die away. My faith is the number one thing that's most important to me. I love my walk with God. God has transformed my psyche, my behavior, my thought life. Every inch of me, if not smaller, if you will, he's transformed all of that. And if he does it for me, he'll do it for you. Now, here are some quick points I want to remind you of that Peter's letter is telling us. These are the faith actions you need to be intentional with. I'm going to list five things you need to be intentional with. Number one, adding moral excellence to your faith, as we discussed in the last episode. Learning to know God better. Developing perseverance. You have to be diligent with your faith. Doing God's will. Loving others. Those are the non-negotiables as you walk with Christ. But remember, you have Jesus' yoke upon your neck, so he will guide you. We just have to be patient. And patience is trusting that God's working things out while you feel like he's not, right? It's trusting that God's got this. And the amount of peace that you get in your life when you learn how to operate in the spirit and leave the flesh behind is absolutely marvelous. Believe it or not, those five things I just listed will actually increase your faith. Now today we're going to drill down on the last clause of 2 Peter 1.5. And once again, it's in view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with the generous provision of moral excellence. We went over that clause last week. Today, we're going to go over the end of that clause, which is, and moral excellence with knowledge. What does Peter mean when he says, and to goodness or moral excellence with knowledge? Well, Peter is sharing the very specific focus in the second characteristic here. But first, let's clarify, what is he not saying? He's not saying knowledge that leads to salvation, but knowledge that leads to wisdom and discernment, which enables believers to live godly lives. If you remember, the first characteristic was adding virtue or godliness or even spiritual courage to your faith. Here, Peter is continuing that message by saying that virtue or courage we must add to our faith needs to be supplemented with knowledge. The knowledge of spiritual truth. Peter is emphasizing the importance of studying the word of God and obeying it. If you want to grow quickly in the word of God, read your Bible every single day. I'm a big believer of that. It's not always possible. I I want to tell you that I read my Bible every day, but if I'm honest, I don't. Some days I'm like, God, not today. I do read a verse or a devotional every day for the most part. Sometimes, though, I wake up early in the morning around 430 and I just sit with God and I'm just in his presence. Sometimes he's quiet with me, too. And that's okay. It's just really enjoying the relational aspect of one another. Now, I'm at a point in my walk with Christ where I know he's with me every second of the day. I'm learning how to trust the Holy Spirit more when I do podcasts or my YouTube videos or public speaking. It's just amazing how relational and how loving God is and how he wants to be in every aspect of your life. But you have to let him. It's really important, though, when you're a babe in Christ to do things a little bit more disciplined, if you will, than when you get stronger. What I mean by that is don't hang out with really worldly people. Not until you have your spiritual legs strong and your spiritual eyes stronger. It's important to... Connect and hang out with people that are really strong in the Lord when you are first growing in Christ, because the temptations of the world and the flesh will be so strong for you at first that you will not necessarily always be able to fight them off. And so do yourself justice and be very intentional of where you spend your time and who you spend your time with. Find verses that speak to you. The Holy Spirit will guide you. Meditate on what you read intentionally and apply it to your life. And I'm going to be honest, the whole Bible is important, but I'd rather you spend most of your time in the New Testament and really be that strong follower of Christ. Now, Jesus does show up in the Old Testament. A lot of people don't realize this. There's different lords uh, in in the book, in, in how it's spelt and capitalized. It actually means different things. John 1, 1 tells us that Jesus was always there in the beginning. It's a pretty cool verse. You can unpack that for like days. My gosh, some of the verses you can unpack nonstop. But again, be intentional about learning the word of God. And when you are first learning or studying the word of God, it can be really easy to be intellectual about it. And if you are more of an intellect, then I'm going to encourage you before you even open your Bible to pray, God, please highlight the verses that you want me to know. Holy Spirit, bring out the verses you're wanting me to understand, the verses that you're wanting me to meditate on. And it's amazing how that happens, right? You'll just read something and you're like, oh my God, that resonates so much. Trust God, he's got this. And everything I just said there honors what Jesus said in Matthew 4.4. 4. But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. It is so important that you get your daily bread of the word of God. And again, sometimes it's just sitting and being with God. It's not necessarily always reading it. I don't want you to become legalistic. But it is important to bury the word of God into your heart because what comes out of your mouth is an indication of what's really buried in your heart. And as believers, we have a obligation and a duty to bury the word of God in our heart. And if you love God, that's going to happen organically. And by the way, Matthew 4, 4 is where Jesus is being tempted by Satan. Satan is tempting Jesus to turn the stone into bread. We are not to live on food alone, but to consume the word of God daily. Jesus answered the temptation by quoting scripture. He was using his sword of the spirit, which is scripture, right? This is what Paul talks about in Ephesians 6. The armor of God, the only offensive tool we have that God has given us is scripture, So when you have negative days, when you have depressed days, you've got to use scripture to turn that upside down, if you will, right? Because there's really no room for negativity in the kingdom of God. God can't use negativity because he doesn't know it, but he can help you redeem it and he can redeem all things. But Jesus is teaching us the power of obedience. And since Jesus had not heard from his father to turn the stones into bread, which is what Satan was asking him to do, he would not act on his own accord and obey Satan. No matter how hungry he is. Now, let me ask you, how often are you acting on your own accord? How often are you intentionally or unintentionally obeying Satan? It's not to judge you, it's not to bring condemnation to you, it's more to grow your awareness. Peter is reminding us that faith is not blind. As believers, we're not to put our faith in a vacuum. Peter is telling us that if our faith is to be active obedience to God, then we must have knowledge of God and his will for us. Since this knowledge to live and obey God is provided for us, it contrasts our former ignorance which led us to live for lust and pleasure. If you flip to 1 Peter 1.14, it says, As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Peter is contrasting our former ignorance to what we have now. Participation in the divine nature is possible only after escaping the corruption in the world because of evil desire. It's only Jesus Christ who offers the only way of escape from the rebellion of this world. The core message is two Peter 1.5 is to supplement your faith with goodness and God's wisdom. By the way, Proverbs is filled with God's wisdom. That is Old Testament, but it's filled with God's wisdom. Mirror Christ in all you do. And if you don't know what Christ would do, then that's a great indication for you to start studying the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mirror Christ in all you do. And to do that, you must learn what Christ did and thought. You must learn how to have Christ-like thinking. The mind of Christ is very possible for you to have. In fact, God wants you to have it. But you're going to have to do your part you're going to have to start seeking God in the word of God. Start reading it. Read a chapter a day. That's not that much. Some verses or some chapters are only 12 verses, if not less, and others can go up to 50 to 60. The Psalms can go up to 100. But just start. And at first, it's not going to make a lot of sense to you. That's okay. I always encourage you to get the Living Application Bible It is a great study Bible. And so, in the margins, it tells you what most of the verses mean and how you can implement it in your life today. It's what I use uh, when I first started following God. I really encourage you to read it. You know, if you're really going to study the Word of God, You can't just read the verse. you got to understand what the verse means. And this is where commentaries and study Bibles and concordances are going to be really powerful. But I'm getting ahead of myself right now. The goal is to develop the habits and the heart for God. And he'll help you. He's going to do most of the work. You make the decision every morning to start with God. It will change your life. Here's your action plan. Number one, create your time with God identify and even play around with the best times for you to spend uninterrupted time with God. Now, I personally wake up and spend about 30 minutes to 90 minutes with God, reading, praying. I like to journal to him. I like to write to him. I also say a prayer before I go to bed. Now, I'm the type of person that every second of my day, I try to talk to God. I don't believe you need to have these box of times to chat with God, right? He's always with you. He's inside of me, right? You know, there's sometimes four, four of me in one room, right? Not of me, but the Godhead, so God, the, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then me, so that, that foursome, if you will. But it's so important to find your time. Now, a lot of Christians will say that you have to start your day with God. And I would agree it will utterly transform your morning. It utterly transforms your day. It's just insane how starting the day with God transforms you. I've been doing it for over 10 years now. And I will wake up hours early, right? Like when I used to work in production, I had to be on set sometimes at 2 a.m. So I would get up at like midnight and I would do some time with God. And then I would head to set. It will change your life. Find the book in the Bible you're going to read and read a chapter a day. Again, I'm going to encourage you to start with the gospel. And then implement one thing you've learned from reading in that day. Intentionally and consciously reflect on what you learned. With that being said, let's go to prayer. Father God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for your children. I ask that anyone who's listening to this, that you bless them with your love, your trust, your grace, your mercy, your sovereignty. Strengthen their spiritual eyes. And if they struggle to even see, I ask you to lift the veil off of them so that they can see clearly with their spiritual eyes. Father, help them come into the family. Grow them, strengthen them. Give them the appetite to want to read and study your word, Father God. Direct them to which chapter or book they need to start with. And Father, I ask that you make sense of everything that is in your word to them as they read it. Quicken their spirits, grow them, and give them the peace that you promise, Father God. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I look forward to sharing the next episode with you, which is going to be the third characteristic, enhance your faith with self-control. Make sure you subscribe to my newsletter, YouTube, share this episode with one person, and I look forward to sharing next week's episode. In the meantime, create a great day and know that I'm rooting for you.